I'm Donovan Kane. This is a Romance Author Spotlight episode of the podcast, featuring Layla Roberts and a short steamy excerpt from her book, Mending Them Alone. I hope you enjoy it. I'm Donovan Kane, and I'm here with USA Today bestselling author Layla Roberts. How are you, Layla? I'm good, thank you. We did a uh, short excerpt of Layla's book uh, from Mending Them Alone. Tell us a little bit about this excerpt that we're going to hear, and then we'll come back and hear more about you. Okay, so um, this is just after our heroine, Clem, um, has revealed something, a big secret to the hero, Jarrett. And, um, yeah, so then this excerpt just follows on from that. A bit of a sexy excerpt. I enjoyed reading it. Thank you very much for, (laughs) for having it on the show. Thank you for doing that. That was great. Oh, you're very welcome. Let's take a listen to an, the excerpt from Mending Them Alone by USA Today bestselling author Layla Roberts. I'm Donovan Kane. This is a short, steamy excerpt from Layla Roberts' book, Mending Them Alone. Do you want me to fuck you, tiger? Yes, she groaned as he kissed over her chest. Do you want my tongue on your nipples? God, yes. Reaching around her, he undid her bra, taking it gently off. You don't have to be careful with me. I won't break. I don't like that I didn't know you had this, he said, lightly running his hand over her scar, that I don't know what your limits are. There are no limits. Well, no, that's not true. No threesomes. I'm not good at sharing. There will definitely be no sharing. You ever bring that up, and you won't sit for a month. That sounds like a challenge. You shouldn't challenge me. That wasn't a challenge. It's a promise. I'd give you the world, Tiger. But there are some things that won't ever be allowed. That's one. He threw away her bra. We need to talk about your rules. Now? Yeah, now. Fuck, these are beautiful. He cupped her breasts, but she needed more. She needed him to touch her nipples, to suck them, tongue them, to drive her wild. Touch me. Uh Uh-uh, that's not the way it works. He gave her a firm look. I'm in charge. She gave him a pout. Then stop taking so long. Would you like me to show you how long I can take? He said in a low voice. I could tie you to your bed and torture you all day, licking and kissing every inch of your body, taking you up to the peak, then leaving you until you calm down, only to start all over again. His eyes caught on her scar, although tying you up might not work. I don't want to be treated any differently because I had cancer, she told him stubbornly. She wasn't the disease. Jarrett studied her. You're the most important person in my life, and it's my job to protect you from everything. I have to treat you differently. But it's not the cancer, rather not just the cancer. It's all of you, cancer or not. You'd still be coddled and protected. You go too far. I will smack you around the head, she warned. And then I'll get to smack your butt. Win-win. 
she snorted. Does this mean you're not going to touch me yet? Because she really, really needed him to. She was dying here. Poor baby. Your nipples are begging me to take them into my mouth. Ask me for it. Beg me. Please, Jerry. Please play with my nipples. Suckle them. Twist them. Whatever you want. I just need your touch. Leaning down, he licked his tongue over one nipple, then the other. She shivered and whimpered. You're starved for touch, aren't you? It's been so long, and it's never really been that good. Have to change that. Suddenly, he stood with her in his arms. She let out a yelp, wrapping her legs around his waist. Jarrett! Yes? he asked, stilling. He gave her a stern look. Something you wanted to say? She gulped. Nope, not me. I have nothing to say about anything. That would be a first. He carried her into the bedroom, then set her down carefully on the bed. She'd have to prove to him that she wasn't fragile. But another time, right now, she wanted to be fucked so badly. Lie down, he commanded as he stripped off his shirt. Damn, those shoulders. Her mouth watered, but she lay back. Lying down was her best angle, particularly when naked. His hands went to his jeans. A smile twitched at his lips as she stared at him hungrily. He pulled his jeans and boxers off, revealing a thick, long cock that made her breath catch. That's the prettiest cock I've ever seen. He grinned. Pretty? Never thought someone would call it pretty. It's a compliment. All the other dicks I've seen haven't looked anything like yours. Let's not talk about other dicks you've seen, he grumbled. He's a jealous cock? He shouldn't be, honestly. She held up her little finger, then curled it. Not that being small was the problem, but they didn't know what they were doing with it, or anything else. I'm not sure anyone has found my clit yet. Yeah? Now there's a challenge. She kept her gaze on him. Fuck, she really needed to touch him, taste him. Look at you, he murmured. Your gaze is eating me up. Can I do that? Eat you up? His eyebrows rose. You really sure about that? Uh-huh, she nodded frantically. I want to try. Fuck, baby. Nothing would feel better than your mouth around my dick, he told her as he ran his hand up and down his shaft. Other than your pussy. Come here. One taste. She moved so she was sitting at the edge of the bed. Reaching out, she circled the base of his shaft with her right hand, then licked her tongue across the head. A hum of pleasure escaped her as she tasted him. Delicious. She slid him deep into her mouth sucking strongly. Fuck, baby. You have no idea how good that feels, he groaned. His hand went to the back of her head, guiding her as she moved up and down his cock. His breathing quickened. She could feel the tension in him coil. She wanted to make him lose control, to explode. She wanted to please him. Enough, baby. She made a noise of protest, but he tugged on her hair. Enough, he said in a firm voice that she couldn't ignore. 
She let his dick slide from her mouth, staring up at him as she tried to catch her breath. You're too damn good at that. He ran his thumb over her lower lip, and she took it into her mouth. That's right. Good girl. Don't worry. I'm going to let you suck on me next time. But you have to be patient and learn to do as you're told. He thrust his thumb in and out of her mouth. Fuck. Why was that so sexy? She had no clue, but she stared up into his face as he gazed at her through heavy-lidded eyes. His face was filled with hunger, with pleasure as he moved his thumb. Then he pulled it out, running the wet tip down her chin, her neck, and between her breasts. Lie back, he commanded. It's my turn to taste you. You really want to do that? She asked as she moved onto her back again. Fuck yes, I want to do that. Why wouldn't I? Most men don't. I've never had... He eyed her as he moved onto his hands and knees on the bed, spreading her legs wide. Most men are idiots. Has no one ever eaten my baby out? No. She gave him a pout. It's really rather tragic. It is, baby. It really is. But that just means I get to be your first. And only. He kissed his way up her inner thigh. And I'm possessive enough to be fucking ecstatic about that. He moved his mouth away from her skin once he reached her panties. Please, Jared, she begged. What do you need? I need you to touch me there. Tell me. My pussy. I need you to touch my pussy. Just touch it? Or do you want me to lick it? To suck on your clit? To tongue fuck you? Yes. Yes, all of it. Are you wet for me, baby? If I touch your panties, will I find that they're wet? Is your pussy soaked with your juices? Yes. Yes, all of it. We still haven't discussed these rules, though, he murmured. He slid up over her body, resting his weight on his hands next to her body. Bending down, he ran the tip of his tongue over her nipple, back and forth. She pressed her thighs together with a moan of need. Later, please. Hmm. No, I think now. That was so unfair. Didn't he know she could barely think? You won't ever let your phone battery die, and you're to have it on you at all times, he ordered. Okay, she groaned as he sucked her nipple into his mouth. Then he let it go with a plop. Remember, breaking the rules has consequences. Yeah, she could handle that, so long as he didn't stop talking to her. You have to promise never to freeze me out, she said panting as he mouthed her other nipple, that you won't stop talking to me or walk away. I promise, he said after pulling back to look down at her. That will never happen. She nodded, seeing the sincerity in his gaze. He lay kisses down her stomach. She tensed, trying to pull it in. Then he suddenly shifted his weight so he could pinch her nipple. Ow! Ouch! You won't try to hide from me. No putting yourself down. She glared at him, 
but he just gave her a firm look back. Fine. Yes, Bossy. Baby, I'm only just starting. I'm in charge of your health. You'll take care of yourself. You'll get plenty of sleep, water, and good food. And if anything is stressing you, you're to tell me at once. Fuck. The End This has been a short, steamy excerpt from Layla Roberts' book, Mandina Malone. You can find out more about Layla Roberts and her books at steamystoriesforwomen.com. And that was a short, steamy excerpt from Layla Roberts' book, Mending Them Alone. Tell us a little bit more about that book and the series that it's in. Okay, so that's the 11th book in my Haven, Texas series. And um, about partway through the series, I go to the Malone brothers. And this, one, this book in particular is about Jarrett Malone. And so they're slightly wild and slightly crazy, um, really protective um, guys. They're cowboys. They live on a ranch outside, just outside of my town called Haven. Um, Mm -hmm. And this whole series is sort of mainly about cowboys living around this um, town. And the town is very protective of women. And they often have guardians and people looking after them. And so, yeah, so this book's about Jarrett. And Jarrett, um, he was cheated on by his ex. So he's not really looking for a relationship. And then along comes Clem, of course. And Clem is sort of, her full name's Clementine. She's a bit lost. Her family aren't the nicest. Um And she's just been through some stuff and her grandma left her this ranch in her will. She doesn't really know anything about ranching and she's got all these crazy animals and she's pretty quirky. The book's a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, it's got a lot of humour in it. But we find out that uh, the ranch isn't the only thing that her grandma left her in her will she also left her Jarrett so yeah that's sort of the basis of the book I see well it was a very fun excerpt to read and uh, I'm sure that the rest of the book is wonderful and uh, you know I wish I could sit here and read everybody's book everybody has so many books that I that I narrate for and interview on here I I would never have enough time to read them all but they they all sound very interesting tell us now you are currently living in New Zealand, correct? That's right, yes. And how is the weather in New Zealand these days? So we're in summer at the moment, so the weather's pretty good. It's going to be nice and hot today. Um, Yeah, we've got school holidays here, so I've got my daughter at home, so she'll be, yeah, out in the swimming pool, I think, today. Oh, that sounds nice. Just so you know, this this particular interview is occurring in the middle of, January and here in the states, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, uh, lots of snow, lots of cold. So yeah. we won't be swimming, I don't think, uh, today. No, I've seen some photos on Facebook of um, <laughs> some snow. We're, we're just <laughs> we all don't really, come. <laughs> we don't really get snow like that here. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're just Not gonna we're just all gonna come and swim in your pool for a couple. Weeks. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so tell us. How did you get started in this? How did you get started uh, being a writer? 
So I've always loved reading. I've been a big reader ever since I was a child. And just one day I was I was reading a book and there was a bit written about the author in it. And she sort of said that, you know, one day she sort of thought, I'd really love to try writing a book. And I thought to myself, actually, I'd really like to try writing a book. So I decided to give it a go. So I wrote a, a couple that weren't very good. <laughs> and then I sort of wrote my third or fourth book and sent it to a publisher and they accepted it. And, and when was this? I got started from there. Th that, when was this? Uh, that was probably about 2010, I think. The okay. end of 2010, yeah. And they accepted your book. How did that feel? Really amazing, bit crazy. Um, yeah, yes, very exciting. So that's where I started. And then from there, I kind of went into self-publishing. Uh-huh. Yeah, which has been really amazing for me. And what did I ask all the authors this same question. What did it feel like when you saw that other people were buying what came out of your head? I know it was sort of surreal, really exciting. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't really believe it, especially when you start getting feedback from people, like they send you emails or messages on Facebook saying how much they enjoyed it and how much it meant to them. And it feels, yeah, it feels really good, but really crazy. Well, that's, that's a fantastic feeling. I'm sure it must be. And is, uh, yeah. you have written an awful lot of books since then, haven't you? I have, yeah. I sort of average, I think, around 11 books a year. So, yep, I've got plenty plenty of books written, but plenty more to come. Wow. And they just they just keep coming in your head. How, how, does, how does that work for you? Uh, everybody has a little bit different process. Tell us, how does it work for you? Yeah, I, I guess I sort of tend to think of stories when I'm doing something else like, you know, going for a walk or having a shower or, yeah, just sitting, thinking, and things pop into my head. Mm -hmm. So I have to quickly write them down because they might not be what I'm writing at the moment um, for the book that I've got. So you're writing on. one book and you're getting ideas for many more while you're doing that, while you're out exactly. taking a walk. Exactly, and, and it can be a bit confusing. I bet. <laughs> so <I'm> it's <sorry. laughs> best to write it down, get it out of your head, and then go back to what you're doing. So do the do the how do the characters work? Do they just pop up in your head and just take control, or do you control them, or is it kind of a 50-50 thing? I try to control them. Mm. I sort of come up with my ideas before I start the book, but then they can take over. So, yeah, they can get a bit interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I do my best. <laughs> some, are, some are crazier than others, let's say. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, it it's amazing. I, I hear, again, I hear from the authors, and uh, there's different processes. But a lot of them say the same thing. The characters gets in there, or the, the character gets in there and knocks around in their head and kind of starts going their own direction sometimes. Definitely. Yeah, that's definitely what happens with me as well. <laughs> Very good. So they're earning their keep. They are earning their keep. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, uh, do you, do you tour some? Do you go to book signings and things? So I haven't done many book signings, being 
in New Zealand. It's right, you're quite a ways out there, aren't you? Yeah, to travel. But last year I did one in my first one in Melbourne. I was meant to do one in America just before COVID hit or while COVID, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had to obviously couldn't make it to America at that time. So yeah, I've I've done one in Melbourne and then this year I'm off to Edinburgh to do a book signing in September. Very which good. is going to be really exciting. And then next year, I'm planning to go to Las Vegas for another book signing. Oh, fantastic. So, fantastic. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to all those. Right. And uh, we're looking forward to having you here in the States, too. And yeah, New I Zealand, love coming to the States. <laughs> New, Zealand just, New Zealand just sounds like a wonderful place to me. Uh, I've never been to New Zealand, but it, it just it sounds awesome. We think it's pretty awesome down here. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it yeah, is. No, it is a nice place to live. Yeah. What uh what is next for you? What what uh there's so many books that you have what do we talk about? Which which series would you like to talk about and and uh what 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 do you think people should read after after they uh get started in this series that the excerpt is from? So, that was book 11. I've got I think there's two more out already. Um, in that series so I would keep going with that series and then um, I'm going to finish sort of the Malone brothers arc with the next book which will be in a couple of months um, and then there might be a bit of a surprise book in that series before we move on to some other characters so there's still more books to come in the Haven, Texas series for people to read. I do have a number of series that are ongoing. So sometimes it takes, yeah, a while. You know, the next the book I'm writing is in another series at the moment. Right. Uh, yeah, but there's still plenty more in that Haven, Texas series. And I've got another series as well that is the cousins of the Malone brothers. Um, and that's the New Orleans Malones. So people can also go on to read those books too. Um, sort of similar in some ways, but set obviously in a different setting. Right. And yeah. So you've you've written many, really many different different types of romance books, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Is, do you I've have got... a favorite? Do you have a favorite mm. kind of thing or do you just like to move around? I like to move around a little bit. I like to shake things up a bit. So mm -hmm. I write a lot of um, Daddy Dom books, mm -hmm. but then I like to sort of, you know, write another type of book. So I don't have all the all of them all at once. So, yeah, it just helps my brain, I think, gives it something different to focus on gives it a bit of a re-energize and then yeah and then I can go back to the other series I mean I think you know I do love my um MC Daddy's series that mm -hmm. one in particular but yeah for different reasons different reasons then maybe I like the Haven Texas series which has been a long series of mine I think it's one of the longest mm -hmm. um so I've, yeah I really love writing in that series as well very good USA Today best-selling author. What did that feel like? I have to ask that question. What did it feel like when you found out that you were a USA Today best-selling author? Yeah, very exciting. Um, I think I've, we've made it on there a couple of times, but the first time was really the most exciting time 
um, a little bit, yeah, a little bit strange. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> but um, really exciting, yeah. And, right. of course, yeah, I, Again, I don't think you can really make it to the USA Today list unless it's with pay. I think it's all changed, so I'm really grateful to have made it while I could. Oh, it's uh, it well, it's it's quite a quite prestigious company you're in there, and it's a it's very it's very wonderful that it's gone so well for you. you have so many books out there, and what's next for you? Uh, other other than the books, do you have anything that that's coming up in your life that uh, you want to do? Oh, that's a good question. I think I've just been focused on thinking about. Um, the book signings and we've uh -huh. just built a, a new house so all my focus has been on the new house and now yeah and now the the book signings I haven't got anything else um, too exciting going on at the moment well that all sounds pretty exciting to me <laughs> well yeah it's just nice to have a little bit of a breather to be honest and live in the house and not have to worry about all of that stuff um and just think about other things. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's a, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that would like to try writing. What would you tell them? Just give it a go. Um, really just put, you know, start, start doing it because the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at it like anything. So, you know, stop procrastinating or worrying. You, your first draft or your your first idea doesn't have to be perfect just get it down write it yeah and um then start another book like just keep going that can be the hardest part is just keep doing it and you'll get better and your first book might be amazing you never know so you don't know until you try very good advice this has been uh an interview with USA Today bestselling author Layla Roberts. Layla, thank you so much for, for letting me put the excerpt from Mending a Malone on the podcast. And thank you very much for this interview. Well, thank you very much for doing it. It's really great to hear my words brought to life with your voice. It's been oh, awesome. Th thank you. And uh, they can visit you at LaylaRoberts.com, correct? Perfect. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Layla. I appreciate your time and I appreciate you being on the show. I love your work and go check out Layla Roberts' work right now at LaylaRoberts.com. I'm Donovan Kane. I hope you enjoyed this Romance Author Spotlight episode of the show featuring Layla Roberts and a short excerpt from her book, Mending Him Alone. You can learn more about Layla Roberts and her books at LaylaRoberts.com. You can find out more about the show at SteamyStoriesForWomen.com.